This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch. What's up, everybody? Always a pleasure speaking with you before we start the show. Make sure to come and join us sometime and uh, join the chit-chat. It's always a lot of fun. And, of course, thank you for watching us on YouTube, if that's how you consume the show or listening to us on the iTunes through the interwebs. Because mm. you miss out on our beautiful faces, but you do get to hear the lovely honeyed words that flow from our mouths. Technically, you don't have to listen to iTunes on the internet. You just have to be connected to the internet to download it, and then you can be offline. That's true. Future. That's true. It's amazing. That means that I am talking to you now from the past. From the, on the line. On the line? Yes. On the line. Through time and space. <laughs> you take a picture, and then you put it on the line. Oh, from the, like the interwebs. Yes. Oh, I don't know how that works. But it's different. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us for episode 531 of the show. We hope you enjoy it. There's a lot to talk about. And me, oh my, new hammer, information coming out sometimes more than once a day. It is pretty crazy, but I think that everyone is starting to see the shape of the game. It's starting to come into focus. So we wanted to talk about some of the information that GWS released and provide a little bit of insight and feedback on that, answer some questions at the end of the show. But there is a lot. They've revealed a lot. I wanted to start with the first article that came out right after last uh, Monday's episode because this one is special for me. Is it one that you wrote? No. That one's also special for me. <laughs> but the, the article on characters that GW released, that one, it warms the cockles of my heart, Frankie. What is a cockle? Let, let's not dwell on details. Let's, let's focus on the point. I don't know what a cockle is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what actually matters in that cockles. article. Okay, move past oh, the cockles. Sorry. What we're talking about, it's, I just want to savor this moment because I've been waiting for so long. Oh my gosh. What, do you hear that? Is it, is it the sound it? of Reese might actually win a game? No, that is doesn't that matter. What, is? Is that what? What, what matters <laughs> is the Death Star is oh. dead. Or Death Stars. Oh. Well. Oh. Are, they, they might not be dead. Right? Well, the Death Star, the Death Star as, as we, we know, know it, is dead. Yeah. And this, this is a moment that I have been waiting for for so long. Because we've obviously known this was coming for a very long time. It's been very difficult. But also simultaneously not at all difficult. But every time someone's talking about the new this, that, or the other stupid star that sucks all the fun out of the game, even though I understand why... People played it in the context of 7th edition. I totally get it. You wanted to play a melee army that actually worked. I get it. No hard, no hard feelings. <laughs> but it's gone. <laughs> oh, when we first saw that, I seriously jumped out of my seat. I was like, yes! So the Death Star, even in the article, they call it out. They're all I insert the star here. Well, I love that they're like gone. Dark Angels and Space Wolf Buddies. Sorry. Looking at you. <laughs> like, yeah, Aw. and it's like so many questions are being answered, right, that 
that I believed were, I believed that, that it was never intent. And now we know it was never intent. They, they call it out point blank in that article. Uh, they're like, you know, these the stars that were created, that the rules permitted, um, they're gone and they created uh, situations that violated the IP. And then they, like Frankie said, they're like, we're looking at you, Dark Angels, Space Wolves, uh, buddy ups. And it's like, yes, right? Like we've been saying this for a long time. We didn't know it. But now everyone, I think, can draw the same conclusion that this the sixth edition rulebook, which started this, in which we identified the uber broken combos within what thirty minutes of having that book. Yeah, we were like, this is insane. This can't be what they meant. But they were stuck with it for until you know until the future arrives, and it was never intended to be played that way. But the rules permitted it, and I I would guess I don't know. I would guess that it was because they didn't think people would actually do it, right? Yeah. Because the sixth edition rulebook was kind of a precursor to Age of Sigmar in many ways, in my opinion, because it gave you three ways to play. The seventh edition rulebook really did give you three ways to play. And I I believe that what we're seeing is that the intent was for you to take whatever you want to be more of like unbound, like what we would call a casual and narrative play now. And it wasn't really meant for match play. Um, No, it was a different time. That was back when match play wasn't really supported or really even thought about. It was kind of like an afterthought. Well, they knew people played that way, but like they didn't define it. Like now we have clear definitions. And I think that's one of the best things the General's Handbook did for Age of Sigmar. But we're seeing them all kind of blending together. Yeah. Is Age of Sigmar was like, whoa, whoa, hey, we we acknowledge that there's all these different ways to play the game. They're all valid. They're all fun. They're all cool. But match play has more restrictions because the intent is it for it to be played. Uh, in a fair and competitive manner, that's the whole point of match play. Yeah. Uh, but in casual play or narrative play, if you want, like, okay, I wrote this really cool story where the Space Wolves and the, and the Dark Angels are forced to work together, even though they don't really like each other, there's a very strong rivalry. But in the story I wrote, I want them to be together because it makes sense in that narrative. And then my opponent uh, just so happens that he loves the idea of Necrons and Chaos and he made an army where they're all working together. And then, that, and then the rules like, yes, that's fine. Go have fun and do it that way. But perhaps not in the context of a competitive match play game where the players are doing it just to maximize the effects of the rules. Yeah. And I think now it's all becoming clear that that was never the intent in that specific context, right? So, yeah. But the, the characters are still going to have uh, effects on units like they touch on in the, um, in the article to where like, uh, Drezor gives bonuses to Incubi nearby. Frankie, so, why are you raining on my parade? Because I'm excited about Drezor and Incubi. Oh, I know. Well, let's be careful because that hasn't been touched on. Oh, they touched on the article. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I forgot because there's so much data. Yep. I'm like trying to remember. Drezor what. gives Incubi oh. plus one to hit, baby. Oh, so we can talk about it. But I want to, let's just, give me, give me my moment. Don't take this away from me, Francis. Nope. Death stars are gone. As we know it. As we know it. So on that note, okay, I'm gloating, yes. If you are a Death Star player, though, and if your intent in playing a Death Star was because you like melee armies, don't worry. You can play a melee army more accurately to the way it's depicted in the fluff, as we've seen in their previous articles, and you're going to be just fine. It's going to be, I think, more enjoyable for everybody. Because most of my friends that play Death Stars, mm-hmm. like guys on our team play Death Stars, and they're like, I don't really want to, but I feel like I have to. Well, hopefully now going forward, you won't feel that pressure anymore. Um, well, you won't really have the option yeah, well. to join units anymore. Like so that. ring the bell. Let freedom fly. Eagles take flight. Ah!
Yeah, but that like was the, that was the freedom eagle, Frankie. Oh, but like they uh, talked about, characters are still extremely hard to kill because you can't target them. Yes. Uh, unless they are the closest model. Or boom. Or unless what? you have sniper weapons. Yes. So hey, what do you know? Snipers do. They're more accurately sound like they're going to be represented on the tabletop the way they play in the game. Snipers didn't really have much of a role previously. Like they were just kind of weird. But now they actually can they can choose to hit characters even if they're not the closest, as they said in the article. Uh, pretty cool. They were good with a precision shot back in six. Yeah, there, there was, but it's they've, it's always been kind of hard to balance that because if you made snipers as good on the tabletop as they actually are, that wouldn't be very fun. No, right. You just have an army of snipers <laughs> and you never see them. Oh, okay. But uh, now <laughs> they can choose to hit those characters because, as they said in the article, characters don't join units. That's why, and that was what 6th edition instantly broke the game when they did that. Oh, gosh. And now you can, characters, like the Frankie was alluding to, characters are still good. Characters joined units before 6th, but... But it wasn't the same. Yeah. The, the power levels of the characters weren't as... It was the overlapping like rules. What they were. It was overlapping USRs yeah. that caused the problems. But the characters now have other effects on units, uh, so it'll work. Relatively the same. Actually, it affects more units. It, it can. Because so. um, as you saw on some of those, like, why yeah, don't you like talk the, about... The Incubi 1 Drazor affects all Incubi within 6 inches and gives them all plus 1 to hit. Which is amazing. Boom. That is amazing. Okay, let's let's talk about that. Because we've been getting a lot of Dark Eldar players writing us, mm-hmm. asking us, oh my gosh. Because we obviously Frankie and I have been writing uh, Get Excited articles that have been appearing on Warhammer Community page. And uh, everyone's like, oh my goodness. To, like the Dark Eldar players who rightly are excited because they have they have suffered, <laughs> they have gotten they've built up a lot of power from the pain that they have been feeling, <laughs> and they're like I cannot wait to hear more about Dark Eldar and Frankie's a big Dark Eldar player. So I think it's your favorite. Oh, Chaos and Dark Eldar are probably your favorite. I think uh, Dark Eldar are my favorite. They're fun. And uh, um, but yeah, that it's pretty exciting. Who knows if Inkybear are gonna be good? But I mean, plus one to hit sounds pretty awesome. Sounds pretty good. And we've seen, we've been seeing hints of what the weapons do. So I think if you're an astute player, you could probably add two and two together here and guess what they're going to be capable of. But those are units like Drazor and uh, Incubi have kind of languished. You've never, you haven't seen them on the table since like third edition. Fifth, like I remember Sean Naden used to use uh, Drazor back in, I think it was fifth or sixth to very good effect. And I was like, it. No, he didn't use Drazor. Yeah, he did. He used Drazor. Uh, it was in 6th edition. He mm. used Drazor. And he was like the only player I saw using him well. Yeah, because he used Vecton the Baron. I know that. But. Yeah. But uh, get excited. And, and that's a good example, I think, of, of what you can expect from characters to do. It's kind of like, like an aura buff. Yeah, they're actually like commanding their army as opposed to destroying people inside of units. Right. <laughs> but they can still do that, too. I mean, not inside of a unit. Yeah. But they, they can still be quite powerful. Um, they hinted that that with uh, uh, Roboot, Gurlimon, and then they also talked about the Avatar of Cain. They showed the weapon profile for the Wailing Doom. It is mean. Yeah, and that's in the Eldar Codex, if you yeah. guys want to check that out, or the Eldar uh, faction, review. faction Review. Which we can uh, segue into that. Um, yeah. I, that was the one I wrote. Uh, I wrote both of them this week, actually, that, that popped up. Uh, and in the Eldar Faction Review, the, we were talking about how some of the units that you don't really see, like Howling Banshees and Striking Scorpions, are a lot better. Uh, in in the the new version of the rules. A lot of people uh, misinterpreted the article, and I understand why. I got a lot of uh, emails and and texts and and Facebook and all that good stuff and tweets. They were like, oh, the the, 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 the,
And the funny thing is, people are like, well, that's what the article said. I was like, I wrote it. <laughs> like, you're telling me what it said? But uh, the intent was not, like, you, the first thing you have to understand is it's, it's, everything is new. Yeah. So don't assume anything is going to be what it is now. And I understand, like, the only context people have to understand it is what is now. I get that. But don't assume that because in the article, I was trying to get people excited about things like striking scorpions and howling banshees being good, that that means everything's going to be broken. I, I don't, don't jump to that conclusion. No, the, the hype up articles aren't about how good a faction is or how bad a faction is yeah. or anything like that. It's straight up just about like the units that we're able to talk about in those articles and then what we're excited about. And so. then to give you some more rules. Yeah. Like that, that was, that's the point of them, right? Like, I'm not, we're not in the article going to be like, these guys suck, right? Like that, come on, you guys use your heads. That doesn't like, get anybody excited. Besides, like they get edited by a GW anyway, right? And we wouldn't do that because that'd be dumb. But yeah, like Frankie said, th these are not meant to be like a treatise on the competitive meta that you should expect. It's not the point. The point is to go, hey, get excited about your faction and here's, here's some examples of why. Yeah, we try to talk about units that didn't see the tabletop very often before. So we try to bring those guys into the articles and be like, here, this, this is why these guys are playable or good or whatever. Yeah. So. And we, like I've said over and over and over, uh, we can't give you specifics about anything that hasn't been mentioned. So please stop asking. But there's been some clever attempts. I've had some very clever attempts to get to like, some people like try and like dangle a little carrot and like, get out of here. But uh our intent, everyone that had anything to do with this, and again, we did not write the rules. We provided feedback and playtesting. The intent was to make every unit fun and fair. That was our that was our goal. I'm sure we missed the mark a couple times. And I'm sure we hit the mark a lot, I hope. So keep that in mind, right? Like uh, if something was crazy too good, maybe, um, then we might have made an effort to tone it down. If something was too weak, we would have made an effort to make it better. And I hope that we succeeded, right? It's... You got to change the way you look at things. It's, it's, it's a new deal. So uh, I think that's enough of that on the Eldar. But uh, yeah, get excited. Um, I think that uh, if you're a longtime Eldar player, you're going to be blowing the dust off a lot of your old models and hopefully really enjoying playing uh, playing your army. Yeah. So then the other uh, article we talked about was uh, Ash Militarum. Uh, I, I also wrote that one. Um, Frankie's got a couple on the way himself, so that'd be exciting stuff. But uh, Ash Militarum, I'd say it's probably my favorite army. Um, I've got my big three that are like the ones that I love to play the most. Tyranids, Orcs, Astra Militarum. Um, and I do really like Space Marines too, but uh, those are the ones I like. If I could only play three armies, those would be it. So this was a really exciting one, a really exciting article for me to write. And uh, I, I think the enthusiasm came through in the article because I was so amped that so many of the, the, the units and the basic core rules changes really, really help all the treadheads, all the guard players out there like myself um talking about like the infantry and how the changes to morale have really changed the way that they play um with kind of like the battle shock system is very similar to age of sigmar like you don't have a, a scenario where like for example a unit of veterans jumps out of a chimera shoots something takes like three casualties and then runs away right yeah and that's that's not fun right like veterans are supposed to be hardened they're supposed to be like the team from like aliens that goes in like the space, the colonial space Marines that goes in and they're like ass kickers and like, they're not, you know, space Marines, but they're supposed to be pretty tough. Yep. With, and that, with that character support. Yeah. Well, with, with, with a commissar, yeah. as, as in the, it says in the article, a commissar, he does his job. Yep. He's like, no, you're not running away. <laughs> he 
he's like, mm-hmm. and that was that. That's a huge that by itself the morale change is a huge change for armies like Ash Militarum that, that suffered from morale. Right. Yeah. It really changes the way they play. And then changes to the way that the strength and toughness chart work, which we saw, it really, really helps the lower toughness, lower strength um, units in the game. It gives, it makes them a lot more on par with a lot of the other units. Um, and then, of course, everyone is, the internet's going crazy about lasguns and land raiders. Like, give it up. <laughs> You're, if, if you ever actually kill a land raider with, with lasguns, I would be shocked. It's funny, they did the math. GW uh, did it? the math. I think it was a Gorkonaut versus a Bolter or something like that. And they said it would take like almost 600 Bolter shots or something, something like that. that to kill it. You're like, yeah, that won't happen. And in the article, they're like, yeah, the the, the weaker weapons can strip off whole points, but it's going to be like one. Yeah. Like every once in a while. Or wounds, yeah. Like, or wounds, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's what you'll do. Like, you'll shoot it because you have nothing else to shoot. Yeah. And really, like, the experienced player is not going to go hunting land raiders with las guns. Like, this is not going to happen. Or will they? Yeah. They're going to be using it like, oh, okay, I have nothing else to shoot. All right. Oh, look at it. If I do one more wound, I might knock you down and do a lower tier of efficacy. And that's what, that's what you'll do. Or you'll shoot it because you have nothing else to shoot. And it's like, hey, this is cool. Like, I don't have things that literally can't hurt anything else. Right? Like, that was the big problem with, like, knight armies now is you're like, oh, my army can't hurt you. This is, what, this is, a, this is not a fun game. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, that was not very fun. Or in the Eldar article, they hint that striking scorpions um, can do mortal wounds with the Mandy Blasters. Everyone's like, they're going to kill Titans with their Mandy Blasters. No, they're not. I'm here <laughs> to tell you that that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, but it could. Mathematically, in a, some world where the Titan stood motion, like there's no drivers in the Titan. It would take, like, even on, if you do the math, it would take a lot of Mandy Blasters. It's, it's absurd. Like, it's, like, come on, guys. Like, just stop. You don't. You play the game, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, I was upset over nothing." Well, they can't play the game yet. Well, when it, when you when the time comes, fair enough. Uh-huh. Right, eventually, but uh, in the Ash Militarum, yeah, they also talk about the Lehman Russ, and people got pumped. And yes, the Lehman Russ is going to be a tank to be scared of again. Yep. And I think that's great. Yep. They talk about how many wounds it has, its armor save. It sounds like a monster. Profile. Yeah, and they're good. You're gonna see them on the table, and they're gonna be rightly feared. They're gonna be good. Like. Vehicles in general, in my opinion, got a big boost, um, as you can tell, right? Uh, the, typically speaking, you're not going to get blown up by one shot of a weapon. It's very, it's going to be very, very rare for that to occur. So uh, if you're a national military player, get excited. I also dropped a, dropped a little hint about things like Bulgarian and Rough Riders actually being effective in combat. And people got so excited because uh, if you're like me, you've got those models, but uh, you don't use them very often. So... Be pumped about that. Um, if you, I, I just, I'm really excited. There's so many cool things to get excited about for just the game in general, and especially for a lot of these units that have that have languished. Yep, yep, and that's that's the key in these articles is we're trying to talk about units that you haven't seen on the tables for a long time. Yeah, so bring, keep that in mind. Bring more variety to the game. <laughs> yes, bring more variety to the game. And then, uh, you know, bear in mind, of course, like when things are actually you know rolled out. Uh, you can count on us giving you the kind of coverage you're used to. Mm-hmm. And for the time being, it's, all, it's, it's hype and excitement and, and linking out those rules to get people pumped for the change and to make it less of an abrupt change, right? Like you saw in Fantasy Age of Sigmar. Uh, we also had an article about weapon profiles. Well, we didn't, I'm sorry, we didn't write this, but there was one, uh, and that was just uh, kind of teasing out some more information about the way things work. Um, they talk about all kinds of things like blast weapons and all that sort of stuff and the way that you can expect them to work uh, yep. in the new rules. 
uh, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed the data sheets. Uh, and then really cool, I thought, is they actually showed the Rubric Marines yeah. in response to uh, players just like you all listening to this that were on their Facebook page saying, hey, in the Chaos article, you didn't really give us a lot of rules. I would love to get something more like in the Astromilitarium article. And they did. Yep. It's pretty cool. Boom. And they showed uh, the Rubric Marines look pretty mean. They look pretty nasty. Negative two AP is, uh, sounds pretty good. And ignoring uh, AP1. Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, Rubric Marines look pretty good. Of course, they haven't shown their points yet, and you're going to have to be patient for that. But uh, off the cuff, I would say Rubric Marines look pretty dang good. Yeah, their weapon profiles look pretty beastly. Yeah, AP2 bolters and flamer. And a Psyker. Yeah. And they even mentioned that that Psyker can uh, cast Smite. Boom. Pretty nasty. Uh, And then lastly, we had the, the article that came up this morning talking about points and power levels. And uh, this one's really exciting. I'm glad they wrote this one because people were seeing power levels and they're like, what is that? Yeah. Right. Well, thank yeah. goodness they wrote the article. So. Yeah, and it's this was a good one because they show you, I really like that they did this, right? The, like Power level is just a, a really quick, easy way to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the data slate, if you go back to the Rubric Marine one, you'll, you'll see what power level does, right? Now you have context, it makes sense. It's like... This many guys is this power level. Add guys get add more power level. It's kind of like how Age of Sigmar works. Uh, kind of. It, it's it's Age of Sigmar with a little more uh, structure. Because when Age of Sigmar first worked, it was just straight this. I mean, like, Age okay. of Sigmar with the general's hand. Oh, with the I'm general's sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Where it's like you get this, you get you pay this many points, this many guys to take whatever upgrade you want. Yeah, yeah, that's and, the way power level yeah. works. Yeah. But with points, like so, the, the big the big change here is power level is great for casual play. It's really, I think it's going to be amazing for kids, yeah. right? Because kids, like, as people who have watched many young uh, adults or killed kids learn to play the game, they, they buy a kit, they just put all the upgrades on every dude, and like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. But then in, like, you know, normal play, that would be illegal or it wouldn't work, right? And, in, and with power level, you're like, yeah, that's cool, man, do it. Have fun. And uh, I think that's going to be a great way to get them started without making it overly complicated. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the points, uh, like they say in the article, works pretty much like it does now. Well, so. with the, the big difference, they did mention that you um, they can adjust points for weapons and that uh, it's a lot more granular, right? So um, it's going to be even more, it's going to be even more detailed than it is now yeah. in, in regards to how the points for match play worked. And then they also mentioned uh, 2,000 points for match play. Yeah, I said that's what they're leaning towards. So yeah, and that answers a lot of questions that people have been asking. So exciting stuff. Uh, this is giving us a more complete picture of the way that the game will play, kind of illustrating the differences um, in a measured and and uh, kind of slow way to let people kind of absorb changes little by little. I think that's a smart play. Um, yeah, I mean, out of all we've seen here, Frankie, what are you most excited about besides Drazar? Damn it. <laughs> that was the only thing I was excited about. That and uh, the way characters sound like they work now with affecting different units and stuff like that. That sounds pretty cool. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I also really enjoy the uh, interaction between characters and units. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. It's very characterful. and Because um, uh, they're characters. I get it. Eh, it was a pun unintentionally. But uh, I, I, I am just really excited to see... Uh, no more uh, to see the game not revolving around uh, units that are very not enjoyable, in my opinion, to play against. Um, 
So the diminishment or the, the, the reduction of the Death Star, I think, is like the happiest moment I've had in a long time in this game. And uh, for those of you out there that play those kinds of armies, all your models are still going to be good. So don't don't like don't feel like you had a wasted investment. Um, and if you like melee, I think that if you're patient, you're going to be rewarded. But it'll just be different. It'll just be look at the weapon plan. profiles that they've released. Yeah, Wailing Doom. Pretty good. Go back and look at Wailing Doom on the Avatar. Uh, AP four, roll two d six, take the highest for damage for each attack. Yeah, melee's still pretty good. It's gonna be really good. All right, the SoCal Open continues to sell tickets at a steady pace. Uh, please make sure to grab your tickets. Uh, you don't want to risk missing out. Uh, for example, the BAO has a 52-man wait list, and we had a couple spots open up yesterday, and they were gone within, I would say, two minutes. Yeah, so went quick. Yeah. So uh, we anticipate the SoCal Open is going to be a similar story. Um, please jump in, grab those tickets. You don't want to miss out. It is uh, filling up. But uh, we also wanted to show some terrain that uh, our friends, uh, local volunteers, Andy and his crew, they are putting together some absolutely beautiful terrain. These are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We have some work in progress pictures uh, up on the blog. Make sure to jump in there and check it out and they're a treat. This is gonna be a beautiful event. The tables are going to set a new standard. I feel very confident in saying that for what a uh, you should expect from a GT. The goal is that uh, the tables we had at the Las Vegas Open the new ones with all the ITC themed sets and matching FLG mat, that is going to be the standard for every single table at the SoCal Open. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to look amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Uh, can't wait to see everybody there. And again, that's October 21st and 22nd. To pick up the tickets, click on the SoCal Open tab over at frontlinegaming.org and grab your tickets. Grab them tickets. ITC, man, a lot of events this weekend. Yeah, there is a ton. Uh, and again, London GT. Want to give a big shout out to our, our good friends over at the London GT, uh, Zach and his whole crew. Uh, great guys. And their event is this weekend. So we want to wish them success. We hope it's an awesome event. Wish I could have made it. Yeah. I like the name of the first event Laz Guns Can Destroy a Land Raider. Yeah. Uh, In Australia. So again. Yes. Is it mathematically possible? Yeah. But is it plausible? No. But uh, that, that sounds like a fun event. And the Aussies are usually just... It could happen. Taking you the piss, as shots. they like to say. I remember the first time someone was like, are you taking the piss, mate? And I was like, am I taking a piss? No, man. We're in a bar. I'm standing here. <laughs> yeah. That'd be horrible. If I'm I not did. wearing a diaper. But there's a ton of events this weekend. Make sure to go out and grab those points. Uh, and let me see. We do have a GT level event at London GT huh? London GT yeah well, <laughs> looks like everything else is an RTT level event which is hey that's great grab those points uh, and then we do have a recently completed commission not really uh, I guess it was but it wasn't by us uh, somebody sent in pictures of their ITC Robot City terrain lit up and it is fantastic it looks really cool this we need to do this we need to make a table yes with light up Robot City terrain because Wow. Looks pretty awesome. Looks amazing. And of course, again, we do have the ORC uh, ITC terrain sets up. We have the complete sets, the ITC standard sets, which is the way we build our tables, and a couple bundles to, for you to get that, uh, that terrain at a reduced price. And the ORC terrain looks amazing. Can't wait to see more tables with that on them. Marvin the Angry Panda. Thanks for subscribing, buddy. Hey, thank you very much, Marvin. That's awesome. Woo. 
Okay, let's see if we got uh, any more questions. Oh, one of the other big things they dropped was points and uh, summoning. You have to pay for uh, units that you bring in that way. Yeah. So I know for, for people who play Sigma, they're like, oh yeah, it works and it's fine, it's fun. For people who don't and aren't familiar with that, that's going to sound like a huge nerf because you're used to getting free stuff. But imagine a game where like every all the factions were, were attempted to be balanced against each other at the same time. It would be fair for you not to get free stuff. You're not playing 500 more points than your opponent. Or a or thousand. A thousand. Or, you know, like Nick Nanavati said he summoned in over a thousand points in one turn at Adepticon this year. I was like, that's objectively silly. Archon91 says, I don't think the Death Star is dead. It's just changed face. It's just going to be now a small group of characters surrounded by units that they buff to high levels of power. Will it be killable? Yeah, but it's going to be a lot harder to do than people think. Well, it's an interesting perspective considering that um, yeah. people haven't played yet, and I, I'm not trying to put anybody down. No, that's just what he was saying. He thinks so. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it depends on how you define Death Star, I guess. For me, it's more about being extremely resilient. I don't mind things that do a lot of damage. Death Star wasn't that resilient. If you really think about the Death Star, it had <laughs> no, one weakness it was a with piece of one crap. laser, and it's dead. Yeah, twice. <laughs> Two three, times. Three times. No. Uh, no, the third, no, the third two, Death Star. Right? Well, the one in, in the New Hope. Yeah. Or, um, uh, the the, the Death Awakens. World. Oh, yeah. So stupid. <laughs> God, just, just, do, just keep doing Rogue One and just forget about the main story. Yeah. Um, Death Star is the way that people understand them now. They're gone and dead. Um, will people be able to simulate something similar in the future? Maybe, awesome. but I think it's going to be orders of magnitude less obnoxious in my opinion uh geek master k advancing the plot of 40k and teasing something with a fun video what a concept yeah the, the, i think it's clear the plot is moving forward which i think is phenomenal i can't wait to see what happens ido basnik uh i'm gonna sink two rhinos with my camara las gonna raise and call myself admiral nelson <laughs> that well, would be awesome if you gave them both broadsides as you drove by that would be pretty sick i don't even think it's mathematically give them a broadside i don't even think it's mathematically possible with perfect dice to do that but perhaps are there how many are on each side are there five las no there's only like four las guns it's on three each on each side no there's only three yeah it's mathematically impossible I don't, unless well, the last guns have a million shots we'll which see. they might but if you did do that we would call you also Admiral Nelson yeah that would be amazing yeah you guys don't worry about last guns blowing up like just stop worrying about it it's the silliest thing uh, people are talking about the way Trevagon is going to interact with the uh, reserve points you're just going to have to wait and see on that one um, obviously we can't spill the beans but um, well, Lucas W4 is asking if they create Hormigons no they create Hive tyrants. They create. Uh, I don't know what other Trevagons. Can't tell you. No. Yeah, you guys have to wait and see. Uh, no, my shirt says Pantera. I don't know where you got Avatar, but I, I'm, I'll take it. Uh, let me see. The Trent Wolf. Uh, he's talking to somebody else in chat. Eldar Zurin. Do you think they will raise Tyranid's toughness? Carnifex being weaker than a Dreadnought seems weird. Again, I would. I would think about things not as they are now, but as coming at them fresh when the time comes, right? I don't don't compare things to each other now the way they are now because it's it's very likely that it's not going to be the case in the future. Um, 
And then just to talk about like the way things are now, right? Like in seventh edition, 40K, I don't think that a Carnifex at T6 would be the equivalent of um, AV12. Uh, AV12, like if you're gonna do the math, would be more like a T8, um, just mathematically, right? Mm. Um, like a T6 gun would wound, a strength six gun would wound a T6 target on a four now, but it would need a six to hurt AV12, which would be the equivalent of T8 now in the current system. So uh, I don't think that they would be the same in my own personal opinion, but we'll wait and see what happens. And uh, of course, someone else's opinion may, may change or may be different than mine. Uh, scroll up. Graph Spee says, why aren't there stormtroopers mentioned in the review? Well, obviously when we write those can't reviews, we can't it. talk about every unit. Yeah. And uh, also don't forget that um, stormtroopers, they currently have their own codex. So I would keep that in mind. Um, you see, what does Mad Leprechaun say? Do you have any idea when we will hear about a release date for the new rules? No, we don't. Uh, we're in the same, the same boat as you guys on that. We're just going to have to be patient and see when it comes. Uh, Brother Captain Morgan, I want my jump troops to matter again. Um, just have to be patient on that. Geekmaster K, I have to say, waiting for a new re the release date announcement has me agonizing um Wait for i know a lot of people are starting to get like okay tell like you know give us give us a release date but we're, we're just gonna have to wait guys there's, there's, those decisions have been made right like we're, we're we're on the track right now uh gregel says reese please tell me you wrote an article on orc faction or at least smile broadly uh <laughs> um, maybe if there is if there is an orc faction review article I would put my name at the top of the list to write it if I was in control of these things, which I'm not. But you know, as a, a orc player, I would love to write that article. So, uh, I'd still pay money to see Frankie and Reese explaining to GW game designers what any of their stuff does. Um, <laughs> you, those, you Fair know, <laughs> I, get, I, I will say in total confidence that like they those guys catch shit so undeservedly. The game devs are super cool guys. They love the game just as much as we do. They're super smart, and they they have a tough Well, job. just think about it. Like, we always do the comparison to, like, chess, right? Chess only has – there's only a certain amount of rules that chess has, right? Yeah. There's, there's, if I have a pawn, you have a pawn. So that's that's really easy. It's, it's a lot easier to balance that than you have a Hormigant. I have a Space Marine. My Space Marine has a Bolter. Your Hormigant has mm -hmm. Scything Talons. He has all this other crap. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. in the world? Now – if you put it in that context, these guys are amazing. These guys are like yeah. superheroes. So. They, and they, they have yeah. so many challenges with what they do that you guys, that, that people don't think about because yeah. there's so much more that goes on that influences what they do. They, I have so much more respect for the, the GW rules writers. Like that is a tough job and it's a thankless job because everybody only looks at the things they get wrong. Yeah. Not the 99% that they get right. Uh, Inky Bones, Frankie, the cockles of the heart are its... Uh, Ventricles. ventricles. Oh. It's from Latin. Cochle. Oh, well. Mm, fair Thank enough. You Thanks Thank for you very much. School, Appreciate buddy. it. Uh, Ty Winning. What's been your most memorable freak out moment by a troll over... I'm really not even like paying attention to it. Uh, I like the guy that called you out and said you were wrong. Yeah, the guy, He did apologize. Funny. To his credit, he did apologize. But the guy basically told me I was wrong about Eldar. About something that Reese wrote. I was He's like, like, you're wrong. You're like, what? All right. I was like... <laughs> Fair enough. I was like, okay, dude. I can't. I literally can't argue this perspective. <laughs> it wasn't really a freak out moment. It was just kind of like 
surprising. <laughs> well, it's just, I think the, the really funny, I guess it's not even funny, but it, like Frankie and I talk about this because it's like we were on that side of the fence the last time this happened. And we were rampantly speculating and we were jumping to conclusions and we were doing all the things everybody's doing. And now having to, the, the incredible fortune to be on the other side of the fence, it's, it is kind of funny because you're looking at people freaking out over things that they just, they're getting totally wrong. And not, not because they're like, they're dumb or anything. It's just like they're working with the information that they have based on the, the perspective of still being in seventh edition. And then they're like projecting forward, but getting it totally wrong. And you're like, you're like, man, I just want to just tell you to calm down so bad. And she's like, it's okay, man. The things you're worried about, you shouldn't be worried about because it's not an issue. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you all back here on Monday. Bye.